go. Three, two, one. Wow. Amazing. Look at that. 30 second countdown. And here we are. You are muted, Tiff, just so you know. Um, we are back for the third episode of the Clean Insights What Are You Drinking podcast with myself, intern Alfred, uh, John, and Tiff from Guardian Project and Clean Insights. And it's an exciting news today. What are you drinking, Alfred? Drinking a mango banana smoothie. And sponsored by the Filecoin Foundation. Here we go. Thank you for these fine, um, delicious. They really do keep the smoothie cold and fresh. And um, yeah, these are delicious um, fresh bananas and frozen mango. John, are you drinking anything today? I am, but it is not a smoothie. And you can decide whether that's because I'm not a conformist or whether I fail to plan ahead. It's the memo. Those who know me will know the answer. Well, I got I the memo. I you're wishing I had a smoothie. Yeah. I think Tip, Tip seems to be in a smoothie-making location. I am. I'm in a kitchen, which works very well for making smoothies. And I have some watermelon I've just cut up and thrown in the blender. So I'm pretty much having a watermelon. I added some orange into it. So a watermelon orange smoothie. Here's my first taste. Mm. Delicious. Very hydrating. Yeah, watermelon smoothies. Um, I mean, is it a, is there another name when you don't have like the smooth is usually yogurt or dairy of some kind. Is it a different something else when you don't mm -hmm. have that? A freezy? A freshy? A juicy? Oh, slushy. I think a juicy, yeah. When I was in Egypt recently, the kind of pure fruit puree was known as a juice. So maybe this is a juice. You get that mango? The mango is so good in Egypt. It's delicious. Guava. Yesterday I made another smoothie Watermelon. for the two of us. And uh, it was avocado. Maybe avocado banana. Is that it or mango? Anyway. Mango. It was avocado mango. That I love avocado and smoothie. Um, I don't know if I've ever tried it in a smoothie. Avocado. Wait, I you just you were, put the whole one whole one. Actual, I, I thought you were a Californian like me. You've not had an avocado smoothie. I've only had it in like juices, like a green juice, but I don't know that I've made it in a smoothie. I make a lot of smoothies, so try it with av avocado, avocado and banana. It makes a beautiful color, and it adds that whole avocado superfood. Which is getting us back to the point of this podcast, which is what, you know, these finding the right ingredients, getting the nutritious core data, not having extraneous fluff or things that are harmful to you or toxic even. This is what we want to put into our 
bodies. It's what we want to put into our product development process. It's what we want to put into our community support building is things that are just good for you and nutritious. So to start off today, you know, we can review quickly what Clean Insights is. We had this last time. Explain it. John, very quickly, explain Clean Insights to your cab driver on the way home from it, the airport to your house. Everything you need, nothing you don't, as far as what data you collect. Be kind to your users, be kind to yourself. All right, Alfred, explain Clean Insights to your freshman year computer science 101 professor who wants to know what, what your internship was about. What is Clean Insights? Clean Insights is all about collecting necessary information, all about transparency, all about that security between you and um, your provider. And yeah. Tiff, explain Clean Insights to the juice maker in Egypt. Oh. Marhaba. Yeah. Inshallah. <laughs> Inshallah. Clean Insights is hmm, much like making a smoothie. You may put in a lot of ingredients, but you only take out what you need and you only get those vital nutrients. So you break it all down um, and through various tools and approaches and scripts and user interface components and you uh, collect only what is vital and nutrient rich. Great. And I'll explain Clean Insights to future potential partners of ours who use Google Analytics on their website, but don't want to use any analytics in their apps. And I say, okay, there's a little issue here. Do you understand the amount of, you know, uh, tracking and information you're basically forcing your website visitors to be a part of by using Google Analytics? And then while still having concern for them when they decide to use your app, you know, overall, our goal is to provide you a comprehensive way, both in the web and in your mobile app, to have a focus on privacy and first party, meaning only you are storing these measurements. So we can show you how easy it is to host and run your own analytics and that you really don't need to turn that over to third parties who are using it for advertising and marketing and ultimately you know, aren't trusted stewards of that data. So Clean Insights is a free and open source way for you to do that. Now, I wish Intel had come and spoken to us before they went forward with their latest telemetry, as they call it. John, do you want to loop the audience? We were consulted, you know? We were not consulted. I mean, we've been consulted by some pretty big folks, but maybe we're not at the Intel. We're not inside Intel inside. See what, what, what did Intel do? Perhaps, you know, just, just not, let's not get into maybe how their hashtag data, data failed, but just yeah. what did they actually attempt to do? It's, it's remarkably unremarkable, uh, especially when we see what the, the stink was about it. So they launched new telemetry for their graphics processing units. So they're out there competing with some of the big dog chip makers in 
a really, really hot market right now. These are the chips that are used for AI, among other things. And they pushed a change to the driver, which is a little piece of software that runs on the computer. The graphics processing unit goes inside. And the change they made gathered up some information about, quote unquote, how you're using your computer. I think what they're collecting falls under two halves. One half is the kind of stuff you might expect. Like, is there a lot of strain on the graphics processing unit? Is the computer's performance limited by something else? Uh, so it feels like the computer's slow, but the graphics processing unit is overpowered maybe. Um, and so things like that, <clears throat> I don't know. That doesn't shock the conscience if you're a chip maker. They also had an option for you in the setup uh, of your device to decide whether or not you wanted to participate. Now they did assume you did. And so you have to go and opt out if you want to, but that part was all right. But then they went and they added a bunch of other stuff to it. And this is the kind of, I think, gross temptation that goes with a lot of analytics projects, which is, well, why don't we also just collect what websites that person's visiting? Which is a wild overreach, I think. Now Right. So they started with good intent. The idea of telemetry is this kind of, you know, Mozilla uses that. It's like we talked about maybe last week with cars or, you know, it's, it's useful data so that you can, this thing can operate telemetry. Um, and, but then they cross the line. Now I'll stop here for a second and say, okay, so Alfred, how does that, basic ideas sit with you when they say, you know, you've up, you have a gaming computer, you're using Intel's GPU, they upgrade and they say, yeah, now we're collecting telemetry that will help us make your GPU work better. First question is in what ways will that help me? Like, how is it being used in order to help me? Like, how is it affecting me? What are you giving me to like collecting my data? That's a great question. And, um, I didn't see the screens on this, but it says they do call it the Intel Computing Improvement Program. So it's going to improve your computing. Do you think, Tiff, do you think that branding is, I mean, it's a little bit like what we were talking about before with making sure your community understands the benefits to it. But um, they have a landing page. Let's see what, let's see what that landing page says. But what do you think? Here we go. Intel wants to empower you, you empower you by providing the best computing experience. Oh, it's for me. Yes, it's wow. for you. Oh. Tim, how can I participate in improving my Intel computing? Why should I? It's used to help them understand how their products perform, determines the usefulness of their products and features, detect issues and identify future product improvements. So okay. does that answer your question? It does somewhat, yeah. Jeff, does that, how, how do you feel about being allowed to participate in their improvement program? I feel honored to be allowed to participate. Uh, I think they've done an extremely good job at framing this as something that um, tries to make, tries to get the user to want 
want to engage with it. So all of this, the like framing of the sentences of how can you participate? It's an empowerment program for you. Um, what is it going to like off? What does it offer you? And it's, they're really trying to give value statements that are encouraging of the user, but not really um, going into the details of what this does it's still pretty high level i don't really understand um the the harmful effects if there are any and what uh what sort of things it's taking i mean yeah i agree i mean they did they did no, do a good job agree. of of make giving a positive you know kind of brand and and try and communicating why they need to do this and that's not about advertising it's about improving their products they don't collect personally identifiable information they say that that's great so they do country level analytics which is not different from our approach so a lot of this actually is kind of within the clean insights approach around how to engage your community um and how to limit collection of unnecessary data. I think as John pointed out though, they, at some point they just, they just misread the room and went a little too far. And I have a theory about what happened with that. Okay, let's hear it. So these URLs, if I had to guess what the categories are, they wanna know gamer, software developer, IT person, video professional, Right, they're trying to segment their market. Ultimately, they don't actually care what website you go to, which is why they're not sending the URLs. Right, if they wanted to be nefarious, I guess they could just go be nefarious. No, no one, no one's giving them a cookie for downresing it from the URL to the thirty categories. Which, you know, in in some strange backward way, maybe we should. But what they're really trying to do is segment that market, and there's a much easier way to do that you can just ask and then everybody knows what you're doing and you say would i like to share this piece of information about myself or would i like to be surveilled and well and i, I think I, that's really yeah. what it was in the first place which is a shame because yeah. there was an easy solution it, it didn't require making such a mess out of it but how is it that my gpu can track my web browser how does the gpu driver know the urls i'm going to in my browser right that's that feels like a security hole runs in kernel land doesn't it yeah and, and they, they reveal this big thing like wait a second my gpu driver can know this data about me like my graphics card knows i mean obviously it's rendering but the idea that it's reading these how you use your computer and the category of websites you visit and again there's someone's like no 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 it'll be okay we're just going to, you know, we're going to put into 30 different buckets and aggregate and count. Again, that is kind of a clean insights approach, right? They're doing aggregation and maybe on a regular interval, they're sending a count of this week. They went to five gaming websites and one news website. Again, not a bad approach. The problem, I think, is that moment of like my graphics card is watching me browse the web. Yeah. And, you know. I may not like what categories I get put in. <laughs> um, and then how you use your computer, the same thing. Um, 
So I think this idea of like which apps you're using and how long they just they just went too far there. And you're right. It's one of those things that like you could probably just ask people and it just touched on a nerve. It was like, okay, so far so good. Like, and I think this is where our clean insights approach, where we more specifically get to not how we're collecting the data, but like what is the specific insight we're trying to learn, but also we would, mm -hmm. you know, focus really on like when the GPU, so we'll shift now into the, if we had been consulted on this, it's like when there's a state <laughs> where the GPU is performing as expected, right? Maybe it's slower, the frame rate slower, or something isn't working as well. Then we ask, we tell the user then, hey, it looks like your GPU is not performing as expected. Can we get some diagnostics data for like this? And the user would be like, oh yeah, I'm trying to run this game and it doesn't seem to be working. And in that moment where the user is sensing something isn't functioning as optimally as it could, excuse me, they're allowed to provide some of that feedback to Intel um, or the survey, right? Or something and say, hey, it looks like, you know, we're, we want to make sure we understand our gamers needs. And so we're trying to specifically measure people that are using games and want to know like this one question right now in a very focused, limited, finite way. And, I think time bound too, right? Is the other one. It's like, we're just going to do this for mm -hmm. a little bit of time. Not like you click this and it's kind of forever on unless you remember to go and dig out the thing. So yeah, in some ways it's like they were so close. Um, then in data sharing, they do say there's authorized service providers. So there are third parties as well who are authorized to have this data. Uh, yeah. I want to point out that seven years they might keep the data. So <laughs> I, I'd be shocked if it's actually gone in that time. I don't know what the inside of Intel's data infrastructure looks like, but a lot of this stuff just lives on in weird files from somebody's analysis years ago. Mm -hmm. That person's no longer with the company. You know, I know that's their intention. But seven years also, you're like, what are you doing seven years from now? Yeah. It's a funny, funny time frame. And I think, <laughs> yeah. There's something else they just slip in that mm -hmm. article the that I want to bring up. What's that, Tiff? I was just going to say, I, I was just going to say that the consent model is definitely very unclear from the user facing side. Like, I think that's one aspect that Clean Insights we really try to focus on because we're already working with users who are extremely sensitive to having any sort of tracking and product teams who don't who have the value of not wanting to track users and um, these values of privacy and anonymity and security. And so as a user reading some of the of some of Intel's um program improvement program <laughs> one it there's a lot of information to read as a user to go through all of those drop downs but two there's just yeah as you mentioned nathan i think having um a very explicit to the user and when it makes sense to the user so if there's friction in in the product or if there's a question that we want answered but being transparent and time bound and um really understanding 
from the product side, what you do want to get answered is really important before engaging. And if you think, if you look at like, you know, Fort, Fortnite and Roblox, I mean, maybe it's tricky because, I mean, there's a question of who's being measured in age because if a parent upgrades the drive, I just, I just updated my kid's mm-hmm. computer because they wanted to play a game and I installed it from Steam. So I'm sitting there and maybe I accepted a GPU driver agreement, but it's actually my son who's younger is being measured, right? Um, and has he consented? No. So it's an interesting question too when you have kind of a shared computer. But I was going to bring up, it might have been better um, from a marketing perspective. They mm-hmm. said, said you know, Intel wants to make sure we have a premier experience for Fortnite and Roblox. And we're working with players of these games in a two-week period or one-month period to give us the feedback and allow us to like run telemetry to make sure it's running as awesome as possible for all of their death matches and Tower of Doom pizza pizza parties, whatever you do in Roblox. So I think you could like pitch it in a way that mm-hmm. gets people excited that they're part of like the Intel GPU force mm-hmm. Roblox. I mean, I don't know, Nathan, people hate talking about video games on the internet. What makes you think they'd be willing to participate in a program like that? Well, and instead you've turned all these people against you now, right? And they're like, yeah freaking out and really annoyed as opposed to like, you know, sponsored by Intel. So, you know, you know, do, do you think mm-hmm. people should vote with their feet on this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think for sure. And you can, I mean, Intel's usually either like the bad GPU that just comes on the motherboard. I guess that's changed yeah. recently, <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it? I mean, like, I don't it know. Was. Intel. And, and that's why they're trying to play with the, the big league. Sorry, John. I said that was what they were, and now they're trying to play in the big leagues. Yeah, it's a hot space now. It is a hot space. I, I was trying to bait you with the like, should they vote with their feet thing? I mean, AMD and Nvidia are doing the same thing. AMD has has and has had an opt out analytics program for a while. I'm not sure what the details of it are, but yeah, Nvidia doesn't even give you a choice. So you were saying like, oh, I consented, you know, but really they're measuring my kid Nvidia, no one consented just, mm. they're just doing it. and yeah. and it's just wild you know this is a highly privileged code this is much more integrated with the system mm. than anything you're running in your browser or on your desktop usually and and this brings us to the next point um of today around threat modeling which is Part of threat modeling, which is, you know, considering the risks of implementing measurement and telemetry analytics when you want to move forward, something like clean insights, you need to think about one of the threats is perception, you know, is is bad press, is alienating your users. And it's been great at some of the community we're working with on some of the most privacy focused kind of applications are skeptical and concerned and worried about that. And we think that's fine. We do feel like we have a way to work through that, but you need to plan for this moment and this skepticism and really think about how you're designing your insights and your engagement and your communication strategy to say, um, yeah, we're, we're, we feel we've done this in the right way. And this is really, as Alfred said, you know, the benefit to you and why you can help us. And maybe, and maybe it's okay if it's, like design the insight so that it's only opt-in, so that if you only get 1% of your user base, that it's still valuable. Um, so that's another piece is not that you shouldn't have mm-hmm. to have a critical mass of users 
for this for your insight to be valuable. But otherwise, threat modeling also. Nathan, you gave. Uh... Go ahead. There's a little lag, but. Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, you gave a talk on threat modeling once, and you spoke about how when we're thinking about privacy preserving measurement and measurement in general with the analytics, the enemy is us and how to remember that um, we need to be really cautious about like reducing harm and um, thinking through these steps and these, these processes ourselves as we kind of fortify our, I think you used the castle, the medieval castle concept of <laughs> fortifying the castle both inside and um, from the outside. Yeah, you could also, I mean, it is true. Usually with threat modeling, you're thinking about the external adversary, someone trying to break into your castle. But with measurement, you are the one extracting from mm -hmm. the, the people in the castle in order to gain some extra value, right? And so there's some, I could go on with the castle metaphor and it's like, this is the, you know, the, what do they call it in Game of Thrones? Like the bird, little birds who are like the spy network. You know, this is the, the people listening to the people to understand what's happening in the castle and are the people happy or not, you know? Um, but it's also, you know, another model is if you look at a hospital where, you know, there's people coming in because they're sick and they're being treated and given a service to the hospital, but then there's the infections that happen in the hospital. This is the work that my wife does. Um, and tries to stop the spread of these very resistant, you know, bacteria and things in, uh, inside of hospitals. So you have to be careful not to infect your patients once you are, have them in or harm your customers once you're servicing them by doing something you think is beneficial, but you're making a misstep. So, yeah, that's something that we can talk more about. And I think we'll probably revisit that in some documentation we'll be releasing. Um, just to take it back to some documentation we have out there already, and I'm gonna share my screen again. Share screen, window, this is it. Okay, so on our website, we have this tell me more button. <clears throat> and if you go there, uh, it takes you to our clean insights approach, our data minimization, source aggregation, data generalization, engaged transparency. But if you scroll down farther, there's a four-step process because a lot of this is a bit technical and takes you right to the SDKs and maybe you're not ready for that yet. And so, John, do you want to talk us through our four-step process that we currently have on the site? Absolutely. So the first step is figuring out what you want to know. And I'm going to phrase that as um, the if a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it version, which is what decision are you going to make in the future that's high stakes? And what data do you want to know to make that decision more wisely? Because if you're never going to use it to make a decision, then don't bother collecting it. Then the only thing it ever is is a liability, right? But think about what you're going to get out of it. And if you go, you know, I just don't know whether we should work on feature A or B next, that's a good enough question. That's high stakes. So go get some information that would help you decide which of those is more useful. And you could say, ask your users, are you gamers or are you software programmers working on AI? And they'll probably tell you, and that can really help you prioritize, right? 
Um, and if what you want to know, right, is are they programmers? Are they gamers? So define what you need to measure, right? This is where they went off the rails with Intel, right? They said, I need to measure every website you visit. It's like, no, no, not at all. Uh, you might just ask people, are you gaming? Are you doing whatever? You might look at, hey, it doesn't actually matter what they're doing. I want to know, are they CPU bound or GPU bound, right? So you can figure out how you want to phrase that question in a way that's actually measurable, right? Am I going to capture CPU load? Am I going to capture the results of a survey? So on and so forth. Um, choose your consent experience, right? So Intel chose opt out. Um, just, an, you know, if they'd had a more mild collection strategy, probably could have been an appropriate choice. Um, but you can choose depending on how sensitive the use case is, right? We have um, some people we work with that are like, hey, this is a marketing website. Almost all of our users are reaching us on corporate laptops that are surveilled to, to the maximum anyway. You know, uh, we don't think we need opt-in or opt-out for measuring what's happening on our website. However, um, what happens in our app is sacrosanct. And we wouldn't want someone to accidentally click through and click OK. Uh, we want people only to participate if they explicitly select to be part of our measurement program. So you can pick on that spectrum what's appropriate for you and your use case and your users. Um, we find a lot of our users are actually quite intelligent about where they are and are not surveilled and that the number of real experiences they have far exceeds you know, anything our imagination would have. Do you want to talk about these consent models? Um, no, sorry. I was just streaming. <laughs> trying to do stream. We do have, we do have a link to some different models in Figma from OKBank's okay uh, design team, Carrie, who will be on a future podcast. But so these are practical things you can give to a designer to think about how you disclose you know, uh, measurement through some very different ideas. So, um, you know, what, what, how do I benefit? How long, what are you collecting when, you know, what is the output of all of this? So definitely. And then that's really, you know, when you're ready to integrate, we have the SDKs, we have these design models, we have this process for you. We have case studies on the website and we can even give you a free consultation and free hosting and developer support. So I think, you know, ultimately we have everything that is needed to get you through these hard questions and problems. And again, if Intel had just come to us, I think they would be in a much better place right now. So boo on you, Intel. And the next hardware manufacturer or GPU or automobile company or app or service that is interested in only having clean insights and making their users happy and not skeptical to contact us, or at least consider our strategy and approach. I think that's a lot for today. Um, though, you know, we can talk about the state of our smoothies. I think I'm almost done. It's, these are big, though. This is a lot. A lot of data right here, drinking it up. I already refilled. Mm. One, on the hearts. one um, thing I should have said about the smoothie making and how it relates to Clean Insights is the smoothie vendor would then need to give me my smoothie for free because Clean Insights is open source. 
so you can take it and make it here. But how does that, well, actually very good point to close on, which is why did we even as a privacy, you know, someone works on anonymity tools at Guardian Projects, project works focus on privacy, metadata reduction or careful use of any sort of extra data. Why did we come up with Clean Insights? And we've talked about this before, but what you just mentioned mm -hmm. in terms of open source and free software is important because we're trying to serve people all around the world who have different levels of resource and income and finances. We've committed to making our apps and tools and services free. Well, the only way that's possible is if we get private individuals and foundations and government programs to give us grants and funding and donations. And what those people want, those organizations want, is to understand, is it working? Are people benefiting? Are mm -hmm. they using it? Are they happy? And so Clean Insights has a, is the approach we've taken mm -hmm. to get a little bit of insight so we can go back to our wonderful funders, such as the Filecoin Foundation for the Decentralized Web, mm. and give them a little bit of insight. They're like, yeah, it's working, and we know that, but we've done it in a way that's not been harmful and and extractive. And, you know, that's that's why we're trying to do this. I think when people are both charging you money and extracting data from you, it's like when I'm watching Netflix that I paid for and suddenly I see an ad, it's really confusing. So mm -hmm. I think, um, yeah. So happy to have your feedback on that. You know, we might also charge people who can pay in the future and that reduces our need for this, but we also want to make our apps better. Right. So there's, it's always like, is because we want to be able to say people are benefiting from this in these places and they are happy and it's functioning, right? That's our goal. And then we can also have additional focus group studies, which we support in Clean Insights, where we say, you are part of a focus group who's going to help us make this feature better. We need for two weeks to understand how you are using these features. And people can choose to join that because they really want those features to be better and they want to be part of a focus group. And often we compensate those people with gift cards and stipends when we have them to be in our focus group. So we are paying people for their data as well when we can and when it makes sense. And that's another strategy we encourage people for. So that's our approach. Mm. All right, well, I think we're going to wrap up. I'm hitting that time level. Thank you all, great topic. I think every week we should do a data fail or maybe a data win. Can I, don't can I add one thing before we go? Yes. Ooh. I think it's incumbent on us as Guardian Project people to say, what the heck does somebody do if they bought this driver? Because you can't actually vote with your feed. NVIDIA is doing the same thing. The AMD is doing the same thing. And unless you're going to do everything through a terminal and never use a GPU, is your life now? You got to block things outside the scope of your computer because this is already running well inside the guts where you can't control it. Yeah. Go look up a pie hole. That's a topic for another day. Is just... <laughs> It's a great topic, which is like, hey, we know this tracking is happening. What can you do about it? Put that on the schedule. We're going to talk about pilots. So that's a great solution. Mm -hmm. And also other ways to track, um, you know, Little Snitch, uh, NetBlocker. There's a bunch of apps and ways that you can block traffic to sites that you don't recognize. So let's talk about that. Cheers for that. Great idea. No passar dos anos, no passar dos anos.